0: And to Jesus be the glory, all the honor, all dominion, all majesty, and praise. And God's holy, wonderful people said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Thank you today for joining me. This is going to be a beautiful and important teaching. The Great Escape, preparing for the Great Escape. We are so close. We are so very close. I'm going to share some things with you today happening in the world that will prove to you once again how close we are getting to the coming of the Lord. The great catching up is almost upon us, and we must get ready. You know, when people take a trip, they get ready. We're about to take the greatest trip of our lives, so it's time to get ready. It's time to Pack our spiritual bags and get ready for flight. Get ready to be taken out of this world and to be with the Lord. What a blessed, blessed hope we have. Hallelujah. Make sure to share this teaching because this is really up to date and very, very important. Let's pray. Wonderful Lord Jesus, we come to you in your wonderful, precious, holy name. Lord, I pray you will speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Make this so clear. Bless your people, Lord, with supernatural faith and vision in Jesus' wonderful name. Lord, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Now we are facing what could be one of the worst moments in world history coming up. No, it's not going to affect the church. It will affect the world if it happens. Now, a war, a war is on the horizon between Russia and the Ukraine. It's going to involve Europe, the US, other nations. We don't know how. We don't know when. It could happen in the next few days. It could happen this week. Uh, that this war will erupt, this invasion of the Ukraine will erupt. Uh, If it happens, let's hope it doesn't, let's pray it doesn't, but if it happens, it will change the map of prophecy in a massive way. First of all, it will change Israel, because Israel could see tremendous changes within its political map and military, if that happens. I, I, I don't want to get into the details of what that means, but you know, Russia has been helping Israel a lot uh, with Syria. There's been a lot of negotiations going on between the Israelis and the Russians about the conditions in Syria, the conditions in Lebanon and Iran. So. If Russia gets entangled in this war with the Ukraine, it could mean a lot of confusion setting in to the entire Middle East. And it could cause probably another war of some sort. Uh, We don't know, but a war is on the horizon too, I believe, in my part of the world. So, which which will involve Iran and Israel, of course, and other nations. Uh, Ezekiel is very, very clear on that, that this war will happen, and I believe it's going to happen soon. So, the rapture, the rapture is almost upon us. We could be weeks away from the rapture, literally weeks away. Now, the Lord, of course, gave us a lot of amazing promises in his word that we will not be affected. We, the church, will not be harmed. So, first of all, let's look at Deuteronomy 32.8. Deuteronomy 32.8 is a very, very key portion of the Word of God dealing with this and much more when it comes to prophecy. It says, when the Most High divided to the nations, their inheritance, Deuteronomy 32.8, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people, meaning the nations, according to the number of the children of Israel. Uh, now, this is very, a very interesting uh, statement about children of Israel, because the children of Israel mentioned here, um, there's another translation that, that says angels of God or sons of God. So, I believe now, it's not only talking about the nation, it's talking about what's happening within evangelism among the Jewish people. Because, and I've never said this before, because I believe not only that God, and does God still uh, make changes in the nations according to the changes happening with the Jewish people, but I think changes are gonna happen in the nations also when changes happen to the Jewish people regarding to evangelism. Many of them are now being born again. Remember, in Matthew ten twenty three, the Lord said to his apostles and disciples, he said, go preach the gospel and before you're done preaching, I'll be back. Well, we all know what happened. The, the clock stopped in 70 AD and the church was not able to finish the preaching of the gospel to the Jewish people inside Israel because of the destruction of Jerusalem. For 2,000 years there was silence. They came back in 1948. The Jewish people to Israel were restored to their land in 48. And the Jewish people, because of the Crusaders, the Inquisitions, the Holocaust, they were not ready or willing to listen to the gospel because Christianity was the enemy. But now for the first time in 2000 years, and it only only happened just a few years ago, not even over five years ago, when we began hearing news about many Jews inside Israel, many Israelis are now coming to the Lord by the hundreds and now the thousands. So this has to do, I think, with this verse also where God will now deal with the nations and change nations and conditions in nations according to the changes within Israel spiritually. Now in the past, God, literally what how the nations dealt with the Jews, God dealt with them. He, uh, Winston Churchill said years ago, he yes, said so God will deal with the nations as the nations deal with the Jews. And that is correct, it's still happening. But now I think we're going to see something new, is as we see this move of evangelism within Israel, we're going to see changes in the nations. They're going to to be a rearranging of uh, political maps and much more. And now we're about to see it, if this war breaks out between Russia, the Ukraine, it will change the entire map, political map of Europe, the Arab world, Middle East, and maybe beyond that. So this also tells me, it's time for me to come to you and tell you, listen, it's not time to sleep now. This is the time to be alert, to be fully awake, and to be prayerful. Because the great catching up of the church, I think is upon us so quick. Rabbis, rabbis said three things have got to happen and they've already happened. Before the Messiah comes, uh, first of all, Nahum, uh, I want to show you these amazing scriptures, which some people haven't even read. I'm I'm sure they don't even know they're in the Bible. But look what it says in Nahum 2.4. And the rabbis of Israel, for years and years, have have said, when we see this happen, Nahum 2.4 happen, and two other portions in the Old Covenant that Messiah will be on the way. Well, the first thing is, it says the chariots will rage in the streets. They shall jostle one against another in the broadways. They shall seem like torches. They will run like lightning. So the prophet Nahum saw cars speeding in Jerusalem. Now, how would he describe cars in his day? He said chariots raging in the streets. Nahum 2.4 is an amazing portion of God's word. And he saw traffic jams, and he said they shall jostle one against another in the broadways. He saw highways, and he called them broadways, or roads. And he he saw them like torches, like lightning. (laughs) Well, that's the cars of today, and now they're creating even different cars, electric cars, and all that. So imagine Nahum saw that prophecy and the rabbi said, when you see that happen, Messiah is on the way. Well, it's been happening a long time. Now, look at at Isaiah. Look at Isaiah. Another amazing portion of God's word is Isaiah 31, verse 5. So we are coming to that day. It's It's almost upon us. It says, as birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem defending also he will deliver it, passing over he will preserve it. That happened in 1967, when literally it was the Israeli Air Force that defended Jerusalem at the time the Jordanians uh, had control of Jerusalem and the whole West Bank, what is called Judea Samaria. And it was the Air Force of Israel that came in and literally defended the city. Fulfilling Isaiah one five, And then when you see what's happening today in Jerusalem, around Jerusalem, mentioned in Isaiah 35.1, and these, these three scriptures, the rabbis have always said, when these three happen, Messiah is on the way. And Isaiah 35.1 says, the wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. Or the desert will, will be glad for them. It will rejoice and blossom as the rose. I, you know, when we left Israel in 1968, it was so deserty. I mean, I remember the dust and I remember, you know, the the the, the troubles and the drought conditions and on and on and on. Today you go, it's like, you know, more, more beautiful than Switzerland in some places. And you you see it blossoming everywhere, even around Jerusalem. So that prophecy now is happening before our eyes. While in the 60s, it wasn't happening. In the early 70s, it wasn't happening. Now you it's just amazing because of the amazing uh, genius that God has put in the Jewish people to invent the dripping system. Uh, that's this a whole different subject. They literally invented how to put how to bring drops of water right on the actual seed of a plant or the grass. And now you see that same technology used around the world that the Israelis gave to the whole world. So now it's blossoming everywhere in in Israel and around Israel. They're selling fruit and vegetables now to the world. Amazing, really. So we are coming very close. Now, let me just point some something's out to you that you may not be aware of besides what I said about the Ukraine and Russia. The changes, the, the rapid changes, the rapid changes happening with the UAE in Israel, with some of the Arab nations in Israel, even with the Saudis in Israel, even without, with, with, with other Arab nations that are now, you know, secretly talking to Israel, Uh, Sudan, of course, now it's public. Morocco is public. They've made peace. The uh, nation of Morocco and Israel, and other nations now are coming in. There's a lot of activity right now that people don't know about. Between Indonesia, between Israel, between Libya and Israel. These are exciting days for Israel. Changes are about to take place in Lebanon. I believe peace will come between Lebanon and and Israel, because Lebanon is mentioned in a very positive light. In the Bible prophetically. So we're going to see tremendous peace come. That's why when that invasion comes in, mentioned in Ezekiel, it's, it's, it's going to say that Israel will be at peace. Well, we're seeing it now. It's amazing. But let me, let me tell you something. The, the peace that's happening now, because of the Persian Gulf nations making peace with Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia basically secretly is at peace with Israel and other countries now there's going to be a lot of uh, blessings uh, economically uh, you're going to see changes economically good changes inside Israel today Israel is one of the fastest growing nation when it comes to you know cyber technology and other te- technologies it's really quite amazing. So what, is that, what does that mean? How does it fit prophetically? It means that the Ezekiel 38 war is almost upon us, almost upon us. And you hear it in the news now all the time, Iran, Israel, Iran, and the negotiations with Iran and Europe and on, so on. But I can tell you from the Bible, the war is going to happen because it's in the scriptures. Israel will win the war. God will intervene in an amazing way, and it's going to bring tremendous, even more changes. But listen, that's what will bring about the Antichrist on the scene, because the world will say, look, we've almost seen total destruction because of that war, and they're going to look for some man to give them some security that won't last, it'll be false security for a short time. But what does this mean to us now today? It means we don't have the time we had in the past. It means we need to pray more than ever. We need to know the word of God and his mind more than ever. We need to get the gospel out more than ever. But we need to also make sure, especially, that our lives are acceptable before the Lord, so we would not miss the rapture. We we would not be rejected. And the Bible is very, very clear on this. The Lord said to us, And I know you know this this wonderful verse in Luke 21, but I have got to give it to you one more time because I think this is so important now. Luke 21, 36, Watch ye therefore and pray always, not just sometimes, pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man So we are told we have to prepare. This is not the time to say well, you know, I don't believe it. Uh, We have time. It's going to get better. No, no, it's not going to get better for the world. Jesus said something powerful in Luke 21, 32. He said this generation will not pass till all be fulfilled. Which generation? The generation that is going to see the changes. Look what it says in verse 29. This is a key verse. And he spoke to them a parable, Behold the fig tree. And then he said, All the trees. Now a lot of people have refused and rejected that the fig tree would be the Jewish people in Israel. I believe it is. I believe the fig tree is Israel. But they add, well, it says all the trees. So kind of it takes away from the fig tree. Maybe it's not about Israel. Maybe it's about something different. The, the, all the trees are the trees meaning the nations around Israel that will also see changes at the same time. Let me tell you something. In 1948 Israel was restored. The fig tree was restored but other trees around Israel were, were restored because the British gave independence to a lot of the Arab nations around Israel. And that's what it means here by all the trees. Who, who are the, all, all the trees? The trees around Israel. Because prior to the Second World War, let me give you a little history so you can understand this. Prior to that time, well, let, let me even take you before that. Before the First World War, the Ottomans had, had the authority in my part of the world, the Turks. And then when the First War happened, And the Ottomans or the Turks were on the side of Germany, they lost the war. And the British took over the Holy Land, took over the Middle East. And they literally rewrote the whole map. It was the the British that divided and the French that divided the present Middle East. So these nations were reborn, if you want to say, you know, after, in fact, in the 40s is when it really, really, really happened. When the, when the Arab nations were given independence about the same time or shortly after Israel became independent and saw restoration, I should say. So the Lord said very, very clearly, he said, when, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves, summer is now nigh. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, what things? Well, I just said to you, when you see 48 happen, Israel restored, the nations around it restored as nations. There were nations before that. Know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And then he said, verily, I say to you, this generation will not pass till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And when again, when we look at Matthew 24, 32, it talks about the same thing. The Lord clearly stated, when you see the fig tree, now learn a parable. I'm reading again, Matthew 24, 32, the fig tree. Now people say, well, I don't believe that the fig tree is Israel. Okay, you don't? Let me show you, let me prove it to you. Let me take you to Hosea. Okay, we're gonna go to Hosea chapter nine. Hosea chapter 9. Now, I'm going to give you two portions of the Bible from the Old Testament that show you the fig tree is the Jewish people. So nobody's going to have to question that anymore. I found Israel. I'm reading verse 10, Hosea 9. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first ripe in the fig tree. (laughs) I saw your fathers as the first ripe or the first fruits in the fig tree a- at her first time. Wow. And then you see Joel 1, seven. Again, Israel there is seen as the fig tree. And I don't understand why people say, well, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't know what Bible they read. Okay, look at verse 7 of Joel 1. He hath laid my vine waste and barked my fig tree. That talking about the enemy, you know, the, the Babylonians, also the Assyrians. But in this case it's talking about the the Babylonians that laid the vine Israel waste and then barked the fig tree. That word barked by by the way splintered or broke apart the victory he hath made it clean bare and cast it away the branches thereof are made white wow so and then god goes on to say lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth that's what happened to to israel for the husband of her youth wow so we have no doubt from the word of god that the fig tree is Israel. And the Lord Jesus said very clearly, let's go back to Matthew 24. I know some of you have heard this before, but I'm going to tell you something. You need to hear it again and again and again, because you know what? I need to remind everyone listening. The great catching up is this so close to us, okay? Closer than this probably. So now... It's gonna take you time and I I want you to have the time to prepare. You know, when I take a long trip overseas, I prepare for days. I prepare my messages and sermons. I go to the store and make sure I have all the things I need for my trip. And then I start packing and usually I pack very slowly to make sure I don't forget anything because long trips means what? You know, more preparation. We're gonna take the longest trip of our lives. This is the longest trip Ever, we're going to be with the Lord, never to come back on this earth. Think about preparation spiritually, spiritual preparation. Let me ask you a question. If you were invited today to meet with the Queen of England, what would you do to prepare? What would you do if, if, if you got an invitation from Buckingham Palace or maybe uh, a president in your country, or some important person, and said, uh, here's an invitation, I want you to come and have dinner with me, or come meet with me, you would go out of your way to prepare. You know, you see the, the people who have met the Queen of England, how they, you know, women go and prepare, new dress, new hat, new this, new that, they, they spend so much money, and they take so many days in preparing to meet the, the, the Queen of England. We're we're about to meet the king of kings, the Lord of lords. I'm talking to you to get prepared. And you can't prepare for the coming of the Lord by going to a store. No, you prepare in your heart spiritually. You prepare that you will not be rejected. You will not be an outcast. What did Paul the, uh, the Apostle say in 1 Corinthians 9? He said, I put under my body. I make sure my body will not interfere with my life. Lest after I have preached to others, I be a castaway. If Paul the Apostle was afraid of becoming a castaway, how about me, how about you? We can lose too. It says, take heed lest ye fall. Take heed lest ye fall. But God has given us his promises. And Jesus said, if you watch and pray always, you'll win. But we can't pray without the word of God in us. John 15, 7 says, when the word is in you, you will ask, you will pray. In James it says, you have not because you ask not. So it's time to get back on our knees. It's time to call upon the Lord from a heart full of the word of God. This is not the time to neglect time with the Lord. This is not the time to neglect his word. So really it's very easy. It's easier to prepare for the coming of the Lord than it is to meet some important person in some government. Believe me, it's way easier. Look what people go through to meet the queen or meet the president. We're talking about the simple things God asked of us to prepare for his his return wow watch and pray (laughs) how simple is that very simple i'm going to continue tomorrow because i'm going to show you other things from the word and then i'm going to share some things with you happening today in this world that will amaze you now lord prepare your people prepare everyone In Jesus' most wonderful name, Lord. That not one, Lord, will miss that glorious moment when the trumpet will sound. Not one person, Lord, will be a castaway. You're able to keep us from falling. You're able to present us before your wonderful presence with joy. And blameless, blameless to stand without blame. We give you the glory, we give you all the glory and all the majesty and all the praise. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're gonna do in our lives. Now, Lord, let your fire burn in your people's hearts. Let your fire burn in that person's heart watching me right now. That they'll put aside the, the things that don't matter, that are not important anymore and put you first in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Now you join me again because I'm not done teaching on this. Because there's things I want to talk to you about when it comes to AI, what's happening with that artificial intelligence. That's very frightening. Very frightening. And and that how all that ties in with the Appearing of Antichrist on the scene and much more so we'll talk about that next time But but it's time to give now to the Lord's work if you want your future secure if you want your finance secure in the future Because when these wars and troubles begin it's going to affect the economies of the world Big time, big time, but it will not affect you. It won't affect your investments. It will not affect your future, your family, your children. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging for bread. So I'm gonna tell you right now again, as God is blessing you financially, it's time now to sow seed in the kingdom of God to preserve your tomorrow from harm protect your future and your family's future from financial harm. So not only will the seed you sow today bring a harvest today, but think about the harvest and the protection tomorrow when you're going to really need it, when the banks will be shut, when people will will be losing jobs left and right, when companies will be bankrupt how will you handle those days what will you do when the, there's famine on earth so massive and so great that people will be dying on the streets so when we so seed today god will give a supernatural supernatural provision in the future i'm talking about food showing up in your freezer food showing up in your home he who multiplied Food will do it again. The Lord Jesus multiplied food in the, in the New Testament. You all remember that. I've not seen the righteous forsaken. The same God who fed Elijah in the desert will feed you. But you have to be faithful today. The same God who took care of Isaac with the famine that hit in his day. And he prospered beyond, beyond imagination. The same God will take care of you and I today. They were all givers, every one of them. So now it's time to give and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you not only with my protection, but also abundance in the future. Not only that you'll meet my need, but there'll be abundance in my future. Lord, thank you. That's what your word says. Lord, bless them with protection and abundance. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you can give right now to the Lord's work. Go to the platform you're watching me on. Or simply go to our website. Or simply you can text BHM45777. Alright, see you tomorrow. Much blessings, love you. Tell your friends to watch tomorrow. Very important. Bye-bye.